Creepers, in this time of protest following the murders of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor, we, the Crypt Creepers podcast, stand in solidarity with Black Lives Matter and the families of those who have been hurt or killed by the state. We are absolutely opposed to the current policing paradigm and the white supremacy it represents. We want to be clear at Crypt Creepers that we are an anti-racist podcast. We believe that Black Lives Matter. We believe that police brutality is real. And we believe we live in a colonialist, racist state that needs to be fixed. If any of this is controversial or a problem for you, we kindly suggest that you unsubscribe and stop listening to our podcast. We need to provide material change and support. This is a time for action. We all need to get involved. The most direct way is to participate in protests. But maybe that isn't for you. There are organizations providing backup to protesters, supplies, water, logistical backup, if you will. And lastly, there's money. You can always donate. Right. Donate to your local Black Lives Matter. There are various mutual aid networks, bail funds. And we will provide a variety of links. And these are just suggestions. There are a lot of good people doing a lot of good work out there. In the long run, we need to hold our local and national politicians accountable. But we need to impact material change at this moment. This is not a time to remain insulated. Get involved. Get mad. Get political. This is working. Greetings, boils and ghouls. You're listening to Crip Creepers, the podcast where we use any means necessary to uncover the greatest horror anthology of our generation. Tales from the Crypt. I'm Mary Johnston, and I thought of two really funny descriptions for the person I'm talking about, and I'm going to use them both. One of them is a juiced-up journo, and the other one is going to is a hammered hacket, and both those things <laughs> describe my brother, Thomas Johnston. Hick, hick. I'm theatrically drunk. Can you imagine calling a journalist a journo? A journo. You journo. Well, I mean, you know, ever since Watergate, they're just American heroes. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Doing you the know, Lord's this, work. If we, this doesn't, if, uh. The if most we patriotic just, thing you can do is get a, subs- is paid a subscription to WOPO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Washington Post. Or maybe the New York, the, the old gray lady. Yeah. No, the, um, we, you know, if, uh. <laughs> if and when we either get tired or finish doing Tales from the Crypt, we could just do the newsroom. <laughs> Oh, All man. about reading the goddamn news. I would very much like to not do that. Well, you don't like you don't like the newsroom. Can I can I not do that? <laughs> um, yeah. Boo 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 have a cup of have a cup of coffee. Don't you wish that you had a little a little bottle to do some train some lonesome train sounds on whistling on the top? Oh man. Yes. Alright. Who's to blame? Who's to blame for this for this episode, Deadline? Yes. So Deadline was written by Walter Hill. Old Uh-oh. reliable. Uh-oh. Everything is a western. Uh oh. Is um, this a western? I 
No, I don't think so. Do you think it's a Western? No. <laughs> no, this is like, this is like, this is like some death of a salesman or like mammoth kind of, kind of BS. Um, no, but of course. <laughs> There's a bunch of BS, like two of the greatest playwrights <laughs> in America. <laughs> this is some Glengarry Glen Ross Ugh. bullshit. No, but well, no, so of course he, um, we have seen him on multiple outings that I liked even better than Mary did. Um, he did The Man Who Was Death. He did Cutting Cards. I like all those episodes. Both those yeah. episodes. No, yeah, no, but I think, but I love cutting cards. I think you only, yeah, you, know, you, you only like it. I only, I liked discussing it more than I liked watching it. Yeah, 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 sure. I would watch, well, I would watch cutting cards a billion times rather than having to watch this again, maybe even yes, once. Yes, I, I agree, I agree. Um, this is the weakest of the of the troika, the trilogy. That is this the last here. one he did? They probably didn't yes, let him back in the building after this one. Yeah, who knows? No, um, and uh, I think that Cutting Cards is in every way a superior talk about addiction and stakes and getting yep. in, like, get, you know, pushing pushing yourself way out on the end and then falling over the edge. Okay. Anyway, so who's in this? Richard Jordan is Charles McKenzie. He is a sort of sort of a character actor. He died shortly. Uh, at, he only had one or two roles, I think, after this. Um, died of brain cancer, I believe. Horrible. Um, but he was in Hunt for the October. Do you recognize him from Hunt for the October? When I tell you who he is, you'll laugh because he's a great part of it. I don't Do remember? remember him. No, oh, he's the. I can't remember if he's like the senator, the ambassador. He's the guy with the southern accent, who, um, who talks to the Russian ambassador. The Alexei, you lost another submarine. He's oh, that guy. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Awesome, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay, it's great. That's awesome. He rules. He's Duncan Idaho in um in the uh, in uh, I'm losing my mind in <laughs> in in Dune. Um, he's not the problem with this episode. Yeah, no, 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 not at all. I think he's he, also he in, gives it his level best. He's also in Logan's Run, and then he's in Rooster Cogburn, one of his earlier roles. So the sequel to True Grit, hmm. and, and the one where uh, they were like, they were like, sure, sure, keep it a woman, but make it a crone. Right, right, right. And uh, in that, he looks a lot like leftist Brooklyn podcaster Will Menneker. <laughs> it's really okay. weird. Um, anyway, so um, John Polito is uh, Nico Stano. Um, this is barely a who in is, this. I don't know why yes. he's why he's like, uh, you know, but also second. right. Like he's also a great, great character actor. Yep. Cohen Brothers standby. Most yep. Crossing. We talk about giving people the hi hat all the time. He's a big Lebowski, Barton Fink. He was in The Crow, though. I don't. Do you remember? Oh, who he is I know in the crow? exactly who he is in The Crow. Yeah, he's um, your crow. Your crow knowledge is much stronger than mine. Yeah, no, he's um, he's like one of the police. He's not. There's like the policeman who's like really nice to the little girl, and then he's he's another like I think he's a, a detective in it, but he's a member of the of the the cops. Mm-hmm. I got gotcha. you. Okay, and um, he is also Danny DeVito's brother in Always Sunny in Philadelphia, <laughs> um, and he he was in Seinfeld. He's all over the place. When you see him, you know who exactly who he is. Um, he kind of looks like other Brooklyn leftist-ish podcaster. He looks like Stavros. He looks like Stabby Baby. Okay. Then Richard Hurd is Phil Stone. Um, what um, leftist podcaster does he look like? Ah, he doesn't really look like any other leftist podcaster, mm. as I can tell. I, I, I could maybe, this could become a recurrent bit. Actually, it's just really funny if I thought everybody looked like Will Medicker. <laughs> but anyway, um, so he um, is another character actor. He's in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. He's in, do you remember? He's in Get Out. He's, um... Get Out. He, he's, uh... Uh, what's his name? Roman Coag? No, he's the, he's the, the dad's dad in the video, um, I believe. Da- um, he's oh, also in all the- yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. He's also in All the President's Men. His very first film role was in Hercules in New York. Wow. Um, 
he was he was also in Seinfeld and he was in the Sergeant Bilko remake in the 90s with Steve Martin, which I have a good which I understand is supposed to be kind of underrated. So it might be worth a rewatch, but maybe hmm. not. Um, and then um, uh, Marge um, Helgenberger is Vicky, um, the the female lead. Um, and she was uh, she was apparently famous on CSI um, around the time that she was in this episode. She won an Emmy for being on China Beach, which was the kind of weird uh like Vietnam soap opera kind of, or like huh. drama yeah, yeah, yeah. show. Yeah. Um, she is the uh, corporate hack um, uh, sort of opposite um, in Aaron Brockovich. Um, she was in Tootsie. She was in Species. She was. Oh my gosh. Um, she's like at everything. She was in ER. She was in the Tommy Knockers. Oh, wait, wait a minute. She's in Tommy Knockers. Yeah. Oof, Roll both, both out the red carpet. But. Perhaps most relevant to your interests. She was on an episode of Frasier. She was on the episode called Out With Dad. Do you recall that episode? Just off the, I know you have an encyclopedic recall. The one, it is a Valentine's Day episode where Frasier wants to... Wants Get it to, on? Yeah, it wants to like pick up some hot woman at the opera, who it turns out is her. <gasps> oh my gosh, um, I love this episode. I yes. love... Okay, right? And so is he brings she the his hot dad. Woman? What? She's the hot woman. She must be. Yeah, she is. She is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and Frazier and uh, Martin does not want to get with uh, Vicky's character's mom. <laughs> um, and so tells her that he is gay. And so they decide to hook her up with his uncle, with her uncle, who is, of course, played by. Do you remember this? Do you remember yes. who it is? Brian Bedford. Who is it? Brian Johnston Bedford. Child family favorite, Brian Bedford. Brian Bedford. That's a great episode. I did. I chased it out and I watched this episode after watching this episode, if did that makes sense. Did you love it? I loved it. It was great. I mean, you know, yeah, it was, I think that they, for being a show from its time, they handled the gay panic very, pretty okay. Very well. Well, you have to, I mean, the show, Frasier is also a pretty gay show. David yeah. Hyde Pierce was out and gay at this time. A lot of the creators mm-hmm. are gay. The guy who's Bulldog Bristow is gay. Um, Wait, Br- Bulldog was gay? Bulldog? Okay, this is a great aspect of the show. <laughs> Bull- Bulldog. Why don't we have a Fraser podcast? Great question. Oh, I would love. I would love. No- I would love nothing more than to have an alternate Fraser King of the Hill podcast. Like one week I do one, one week I do the other. That would be. So like, what you're saying is. You- you- you like you like you like a show that like kind of is like run by like closet or open horrible Republicans. Oh no! Um, like, like the reactionary edge. Probably. Uh, I wasn't aware that the people who ran uh, Fraser are that way, but okay. no, no. But I mean, uh, um, what's his name? Uh, Mike Judge definitely is that way. No, um, no but Fra- but uh, Fraser. What the, the actor oh, plays him? Oh, Kelsey Grammer. No, Kelsey, yeah, Kelsey Grammer, Grammer is, is like a terrible, terrible human being. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. a yeah. terrible human being and a Republican. Additionally. Um, <laughs> He is. He's a terrible person. Um, like he's bad. Also a Republican. Yeah. That's no. Fine. So, uh, yeah, Bulldog Bristow is um, famous for being Bulldog and then for performing like one man shows about being a gay man. Like those are oh, the things awesome. he does. So Brian Bedford, Johnson Child fa- favorite. And uh, that, that's pretty much what we got. We have we have, we have right. more than the usual number well, of characters here. Well, with that cast of wonderful people, how how could this not be the best episode yeah. ever? Powerhouse director, powerhouse, <sighs> keeping with the Johnston Child rule of uh, Tales from the Crypt episodes. When you have ones that are all just character actors, always slap, always great, always great, always great. Um, this is not great. This is what this episode is about. 
Charles is a down-and-out stringer who is drowning his sorrows and his career in endless glasses at cheap hooch. His luck might be about to turn around, however, when a beautiful woman comes into his life and he's offered a shot at redemption when a newspaper asks him to drum up a murder story. Will Charles turn uh, his love life and career around in one night? Or will he choke? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, the answer is he does choke. This is a this is a this is a choke. monkey's this is a monkey's paw situation. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Vicky, the beautiful woman's husband, thinks he has murdered her. Charles is in the right place at the right time to go into the back and realize that she's still alive. He chokes her to death and gets his murder yeah. story. Yeah, right. I um, I think this is. Would you? It's it, this is too boring. Um, not enough happens, and just when it seems to be getting kind of exciting, it ends, and then I think a little bit confusingly. Um, but yeah. I would say it is well made. The performances are good. Are very good. It's, it's yep. well shot. Yep. This this feels like <laughs> this kind of feels like they like, they started shooting it, and then we're like, wait, this this isn't an hour and a half. This isn't going to be an hour long movie. Well, shit. Okay. Um, <laughs> we'll just. Just, just cut it right here. Yeah, it's there's a lot, there's a lot that's like set up that kind of doesn't go anywhere. Right, right, right. The when he only, visits and talks to his sister for kind of no reason. Yeah, she, the sister's like kind of in it for no reason. Also, it's not. I had to watch. So first of all, this is the only episode of Tales from the Crypt thus far that I absolutely had to watch twice. I usually watch every episode at least twice. This one I had to watch it twice. Because I got bored the first time around and my mind did a little bit of wandering. And then I was like, wait, what happened? Oh, yeah, yeah. I and, had and fact, to watch f- it twice to know what happened. That, that's and never happened And the fact that it's before. a little bit confusing also doesn't help with that. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it's just like, ugh, I, I, I don't understand. The, the, and it's so muddy, I think, that the themes and morals of it are, are basically about like desperation. But uh, to be a little bit pithy, I think... Um, you could say it's a bad look to be thirsty. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you, Mary. I think that, um, I mean, I think this is well-made, well-acted, right? But it's, what it's telling us is a relative, until, until like the twist at the end, which again is a little bit baffling, um, is telling us like a story that has been told many times before and perhaps somewhat better or at least as well, this sort of like, the you know he's Charlie is a is a move is a classic sort of movie and drama drunk where he has an excuse for everything and he destroys his life and he destroys the we don't really see him destroy the lives of people around him well, he but destroys like Vicky's life literally yeah well right right but but we don't really see I mean the worst he does is but, he like you know he I mean, like this, makes this is, this is give him money yeah. right like like I I sort of made a joke about it but really they're they're doing like the mammoth again uh, kind of thing right where it's kind of like. He's just a little cog in the machine, but his problems are important to him, and he's a flawed, broken person, and he will always be a flawed. But yeah, you know, like don't you think like that's yeah, kind of what yeah, they're doing? For sure. And you're like, yeah, I've seen it before. Yeah, we get it. Oh, to the bar. I mean, it's his bartender is weirdly nice to him. <laughs> I am obsessed with this bartender. I can't wait to talk about this bartender <laughs> in the second half of this episode. But no, just but do, do you know what I mean? Though I think it's not this. This is this. We've seen this so many times that it just kind of feels a little bit perfunctory where you're like, yeah, okay, we get it. Yep. Oh, he makes the, he meets the girl who's going to make him turn his life around. Um, and 
he loves her, but she doesn't really love him as much. I wonder if that'll turn out well for him. You know, kind of. No, it didn't. Aha. Yeah. Turned out even worse for her. Um, right. Yeah. But, you know, but, but I mean, it's it's small men with their toxic pride that keeps them from, you yes. know, like fixing what's which is which is good. Right. Like those are good. There's there's a lot of brilliant drama to be mined there. This is just and, not particularly good drama. Yeah. And, and it's good. I, I would. Wouldn't you say that, like, just like technically this is better than a lot of other episodes of Tales for the Crypt. It's also just not very interesting and uh, doesn't it doesn't doesn't go in it, it doesn't round out in a satisfying way. No, I think it also tries. I think it it's sort of um, it could be a very simple story because we do understand so much of it. Just sort of like like we don't need we don't even need to be told that Charlie Charles how keep on calling him Charlie Charles is a drunk. Like we know he some is. Some people call him Charlie. Yeah, yeah. We know he is. Like they 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 do a lot of setup for him that is not necessary and then mm-hmm. and choose to do things with their time that don't seem worth it. Like as yeah. opposed to as opposed to really sticking the landing. Mm-hmm. They they like faff around a bunch. He has I mean he goes to visit his sister. He has a couple conversations with Vicky that he probably doesn't need to have. Yep. Um Yep. Like, this story could have been told, you also, I thought the whole, like, the length of the scene when he visits the newsroom is, like, weird. Yeah. And boring. Like, ultimately, it's just, like, you know, that could have happened over a phone call. Yeah. At the bar. Like, that would have been better. I mean, you could even set it up. I mean, you, you, you certainly don't even need that scene. It could be as simple as he's talking to Vicky and he says... I've decided I'm going to straighten out my life. I'm going to clean it up. They gave me one last chance. Yeah, we actually don't need to see him. We don't need to see him pre any of that. Like we could, we could, he could have had that situation happen to him and be like, I'm feeling good. I got my job back. I'm going to go talk to that lady over there. Like that could have, that could have been the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, but, but again, we we do it. It's it's kind of fun when um, Charles goes and talks to his boss, talks to the, the, the like, newspaper boss or whatever yeah. and uh and he's like okay charles you got five minutes and he immediately launches into a small talk where he's like so how's uh how's i can't remember his wife's name he's like how's ronda and the kids are they doing okay is that good okay <laughs> you're like come on charlie pull it together buddy he's just like too much he's too much of a bullshitter to like he can't yeah and i mean like i think like the idea of um People, people in the gutter looking down their nose at everybody else is like a is a classic as a classic story about people with addiction. I think mm-hmm. that that probably and it's it's based in truth for the most part. I think like that's a mm-hmm. I, I don't think that's just a trope. I think that that is yeah. something that that's like a coping mechanism for people for whom um, addiction is a uh, is a symptom of problems with their own self-esteem right mm-hmm. so I think that 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 makes sense it all feels real I almost wonder if it feels too real like this kind mm-hmm. of has this the opposite problem of um, of uh, split second in mm-hmm. that it's it maybe maybe it's too mundane and sort of yeah. sad like, and I think they tried to punch it up. So the one of the things I really don't like about this is it starts it starts with Charles talking direct breaking the fourth wall and talking directly to us. And like right. kind of being like being like, This is a story I'm gonna tell you. And then at the end 
after he kills Vicky and then gets his murder story, we we come back and you realize that he's sitting in a chair, probably in like a interrogation room or maybe the booby hatch wearing a straight jacket. And he's like, I became a reporter and a murderer. Um, I hated that whole thing. Yeah, no, no, I hated it too. I, um, I think that, I think there, you could make a good story that is, there is a, there's, there's a reporter who needs to report on crimes who becomes involved in the crimes, uh, in pursuit of fame and success that that movie is called nightcrawler um and it's it's br- it's great. I, I think I a love, great a brilliant I a brilliant film love nightcrawler yes you can also and you, so, have you can to also take a shower after you're done watching it it makes you feel yeah, it's so, so good. gross it's, so good. it's wonderful it's so good yeah the uh but you can also do you can also do a movie where it's like there's a reporter and he is sort of um swearing a lot in this episode pissing his life away with booze he he tries to he wants to enforce order on the chaotic world when it turns out that he is the agent of chaos in his own life. He falls in love with a woman. He tries to fix his life, but um, in the course of doing reporting, murders her in a jealous rage, which leads to further downfall and self-sabotage. Yeah. Like, I, I, you know, there's that too. You can tell that story. You can even try to kind of combine those two stories. The trick is in this, he murders her. I... To me, at least, it's not clear that he murders her because he needs the story. Like, he seems kind of like he's he's like Vicky and she's, she's like, oh, Charlie, what the hell are you doing here? And then there's like it's like, well, this is awkward. And then he starts choking her. And then I, afterwards, I think I'm less I'm less confused or like concerned that that's not textual. I don't know. I don't know. But then but then when he's giving the report um, here, I wrote, um, when he's giving the report, he the way he um um, uh, when the way he gives the report as, as he's like drinking booze and you can tell he's like cracking up, like as the enormity of what he's done is dawning on him. He says something like, um, inflamed by jealousy while she laughed and taunted him. She wanted to humiliate me. She was no good. She was just a tramp. And I was like, oh, is this, is this oh, going to be, is this, yeah, is this going to be like a sexual joke? And no, and it's almost like maybe is the acting kind of too good because then you're like, okay, so what happens next? And then they're just kind of like fade to black. <laughs> I am caught by the police somehow. Yeah, it's like, very like this is you know even even with ambiguity, I'm like this is that's that's a heck of a setup. That's compelling, right? Or or if you want to do it different, maybe he maybe he maybe it's like she's smothered with a pillow, and then he goes in and he sm- and he's like, oh no, she's not dead, and then he smothers her because he's like, I need the story, and then he realizes that it's somebody he knows. You could do that too. That you know, yeah, I, <laughs> there's I all like... kinds of pieces. I'm just like, wait, what? Yeah, I mean. It is not, I think the biggest problem with this story is that um, Vicky is not a very good, uh, this also has a noir element to it. Um, I, I don't, Vicky's not a very good mall in that mm-hmm. she seems like she doesn't actually cause trouble for Charlie. She no. just, she actually, if anything, is too good to be true for somebody like Charlie. Like, she wants nothing from him. She won't burden him with her emotions or her life. Uh, mm-hmm. They have this absolutely incredible exchange where he's basically like, oh, I told you I'm a reporter. I'm on the crime beat. Murder, rape, robbery. So I came here a lot on business. They're sitting in a bar. Hey, maybe I should do an interview of you. Huh? What's your story? And Vicky says, you know my story. I'm pretty. <laughs> like, what? 
words. Like they like yeah. they flatly refuse to give Vicky really like a narrative arc or personality or any characterization beyond yes. like kind of her her necessary uh, part of this plot. Such mm-hmm. so much so that I'm like, is it even important that Charlie knows the woman he ends up killing? It might right. be better if he doesn't know her. Yes. Or, I mean, or you do it where, like, he starts doing it and then it sort of escalates. Like, you, you would have to make the episode longer, but it escalates and then he does kill somebody he knows. And then it's like, oh, oh, oh no, now it's real. I don't know. Yeah, like, the, the whole thing, the whole thing, like, I appreciate poetic irony of him saying that she's like, the, she, he says she's like the kind of person who might help me turn my life around. Right. And that does happen. That is true. But just not in the way he was expecting, right? He so thought, again, so again, unless so, so like, okay, so if that's and I think this is muddied storytelling, not me being like, aha, I got you. So if that's the case, why does he kill? Like, if if she's the if she's the reason he's cleaning up his life. Oh no no no! What I'm saying is she's the reason he turns her life around. It's because he chooses to become a murderer. That's the turn his right. life takes. Yeah yeah like, yeah. No no I know yeah yeah. That's I'm just like, saying though haha, that like it's like still it's, it's okay, but it's not. It's not particularly... I'm just saying, we haven't seen him, like, hit rock bottom yet. No. Do, do you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't yeah. seem credible to me that, that 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 he would just be like, well, she's not dead, so I guess I better kill her so I can keep my job, so I can buy those earrings for her that I was planning on buying. Oh, she's dead. Oh, crap. Yep. yep. Did you, do you know, it, like, his turn doesn't make total... Like, it would almost be better if she broke up with him, or if... You know, like we see that his life is spiraling and he's only got and he's been promised that he's got the story and maybe the story is a lie. And now now what's he going to do? And I mean, you know, this is with the story where it's like the prideful, complicated man spins plates. This is a little bit like um, Uncut Gems, which is also great. <laughs> mm. um, you know, it kind of has that sort of thing where like unsympathetic man, um, you know, uh, talkative BS artist. Um, you know, you know, sort of see how long, how, how far out on a limb he can go and what he's willing to do and say to kind of keep the whole works from falling apart. That's compelling. People love that. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yep. Yeah. Like kind of like keep ratching up his desperation. I did think yeah. it was sort of weird that she is like the ideal woman for him at this point stage in his life. Like he really doesn't need like a person who's needy or has emotions sure. like. Right. She's like she's kind of like too good to be true. And then, yeah. additionally, Mike, the hyper-supportive bartender, is oh, like, yeah, yeah. The, like he unconditionally loves Charlie on a level that makes me wonder if he's secretly his dad. <laughs> <laughs> like, he is so there for Charlie. He wants Charlie to stop drinking and, like, clean up his hey, life. Hey, everybody, Charlie's going to clean up his life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, he throws a party for Charlie at his bar when he like, hops on the wagon yeah it's so over the top i'm like so i kind of wonder if there's also if they're trying to like dig into something where they're like even when charlie has everything he needs he can't it is his fault he is the failure like he has unfailing support from mike he has vicky who's like kind of the right kind of woman for him to be with right now although 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 right but vicky is the kind of woman he thinks he wants but it's not the woman he wants because he or he he wants to like settle down and have some kids with like right or he thinks he he thinks she's not what he wants but she actually is what he wants Maybe I mean I think it's sort of don't think it's kind of like Charlie is a mess, and yep. he is cha- he he is a chaotic person with a chaotic life, and she is an ordered person with an ordered life. Yeah. She uh you know you know like she she, she everything is kept in its box and yep. everything you know right yeah, 
and um and 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 he thinks that's what he wants but he doesn't want it and also he'll screw it up but also the way he screws it up is like a weird is a word weird mur- murder way again all he has to do is be like hey i i really think that i'm i love you and she'll be like no we can never see each other again because of my secret greek husband <laughs> my secret greek husband who makes a mean bowl of chili chili I know, i'm just saying like but i mean like so all of that yeah. stuff, like all that's good, right? Like that's that's that can that could be compelling. There's a drunk, and he lies, and he alienates everyone, and he's got this sister who's who's physically disabled, and he's like leeching off her for her disability, which is like, you know, that's a that's a low move, but he he's that's just the desperation that he's you know he's just lower lower to the ground than a dog's belly, you know, that's like all that, yeah, sure, that's great, that's normal drama kind of stuff. Yeah, no. I I really can't I can't make heads or tails out of how this failed so spectacularly as a story. Yeah. I understand how it is how it fails. It like wastes time and is kind of like doesn't really like commit itself to any particular theme. It's just supposed and it's supposed to be like a lot of other things that are probably a little bit beyond the grasp of a twenty minute Tales from the Crypt episode. But you, would, yeah. but I don't even know if I believe that because they are such they are such like shop worn uh, idea like ideas of Americana and American drama that I feel like you could just shorthand some stuff and then put in some more like tales from the crypty elements, like yeah, is so Walter Hill is um, cutting cards as good if they don't start start chopping their fingers off? No, it's not. Yeah, it's not. No, it's not like. Because just a couple of guys making a bunch of weird bets in parking lots. Yeah, well, it'd just be like it just be like two guys being like, "We love to gamble." Like, <laughs> like that's not as good. Like, so I think it's kind of missing like a truly not to minimize Vicky's death and and what he does, which is horrible. But like, it's kind of missing like a a, a shocking a shocking moment. Um, well, and that, that is a shocking moment, but it's like a baffling. I mean, this seems to me like if you are, this is like if you're watching Glenn Gary, you're watching Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, and um, it, the movie goes normally, right? And then um, uh, Alec Baldwin comes in and gives the, you know, like, third prize is you're fired, like gives that speech. And then, you know, everybody's like, ooh, all, all worried and everything. And then Jack, then the, like the next scene is like Jack Levin being being kind of like uh, like sweaty and nervous and then being like, you know what I'm going to do? And he goes and <laughs> he shoots the other salesman. And then it like immediately cuts to him in a jail cell being like, I killed him because I couldn't take it. And then it's over. Yeah, it's like Alec Baldwin's like, I cut his head off with a chainsaw. Yeah. No, that would be too exciting. I um, did. I did crimes off screen. A bunch of crimes. Maybe. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's un- it's unfortunate. It's an unfortunate. It feels like a little bit of a waste. I don't want Walter Hill who's made two one very very good and one like one, you know, like all-time yeah. best and then one solid yeah. episode. This is a sad thing for him to Yeah, yeah, it's a sad way to. And again, it's good. It's like too, maybe too many good ideas. I mean, like could I kept thinking about um Three's a Crowd here where you have the idea of oh, the sort of that the probably sort of is still alcohol- the best episode we've right. seen thus far. Yeah, I, I, yes, I think so too. Um yeah, sort of the alcoholic self-loathing and paranoia and self-sabotage leading to leading to murder, leading to murder of of, of a loved one. Like the, you know, like you, that, that way better. We we understand that it escalates, it moves in a way that makes sense. And they could have done something like that here, but they didn't. And like so, it's trying to do kind of too many things maybe, and then it like runs out of time. So it just is like ah, oh, these things these things happen. 
it falls victims to sort of its own cliches and wanting to do too much with too little. I even would say, I bet if you chop this up and you watch the scenes, you'd be like, oh, this scene looks good. This is compelling. I bet this is part of something good. Yep. 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 I would believe that, too. Like, I feel like there are... Um, it's it's just sort of weaker because of the sum of its parts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's it. That's all I got. Boo. 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 All right. Increasingly poor decisions kind of story. Just keep making bad choices. But even then, like I think that another aspect of this that I didn't, I, I, is missing and I think would make this more fun or um, impact, impactful mm-hmm. is if Charles got increasingly, increasingly more sweaty. They kind of yeah. tell you that's happening. Like you see him like being like desperate to get a story, but it's not. It's not as like I feel like his life needs to be like the pl- the place where the morning mess works so well is that the guy like absolutely falls to bits. Yeah, like, no, he loses everything. Yeah, everything no, 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 is no. lost, and we don't really get that with Charles in this story. I think no, that, that no, would have I mean, helped. Right, like 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 Charlie needs to. His sister needs to finally like cut, cut him, him off. off. Yep. He needs to like completely relapse. He needs to lose. Like Vicky needs to be like we can't see each other anymore. Especially especially if. It doesn't even have to be the inside of it, but especially if Charlie does some grand gesture and she's like, nope, you're catching feelings. We can't see each other. And she just leaves him. And then, like, he gets booted out of his apartment or something or something like that. Then it's like, I, I need this one last score. I need, you know, it's the top. It's the t- it's the bottom of the ninth. The bases are loaded. I got to I have to kick a field goal. <laughs> no, you know, or even if he- or even if things started kind of going good and then you saw him unwind his life. Like there really yeah, isn't. Yeah, yes, we yes. we needed like a we needed either like a, a, a extreme decline or we needed to to start to rise and then he breaks it. Yeah, he yeah. Can't to help show himself. yeah to show that he doesn't yeah he can't help but but I'm just saying because you have to get to the point where he's willing to murder the woman he loves for a story or maybe for sexual jealousy. Either way, he has to. Yeah, he, you know he has to he has to get to that point. Yeah. I th- I think so anyway. Although I don't I don't think that they set us up enough to really understand. Like, I know for the all for all the good him, acting and everything, it's like, kind of weird the, how how yeah. non like a non entity it is that he kills her. Like you're you're mm-hmm. not even surprised. You know, as soon as he goes back there and she's like stirring, that that's what's gonna happen. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Right. Right. We sort of know like dramatically. Right. So it's not. Did- I, I think it's missing. I think it's missing shock. It's missing dramatic tension in either direction, right? Like, mm-hmm. And um, and we're missing we're missing like taking like a like a really like the reason Nightcrawler works so well is because it like flips over a bunch of rocks that you never want to be flipped over, and you like mm-hmm. stare into this void. It doesn't do that either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I did think it was. Do you think it's funny when he's in the diner and the guy's like beating up his wife? How long it takes for Charlie, who is a crime reporter, to like look up for his newspaper and be like, "What the heck is going on back there?" Yeah, you know what also is a really good story. I, this reporter, saved a woman from getting murdered. Right. Yeah. 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 Also, pretty good story, Charlie. Um, yeah. No, he. It takes him so long. I'm like, call the police. Yeah. Get yourself over that phone and call the police. Or even if even if you had a scene where he like goes over to the phone, picks it up to call the police, and it's like, operator, what's your emergency? And he's like, 
oh no 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 and everything's fine click like that would have been scary well, I mean, no no but th- but that does kind of happen he um he goes in to call the police or whatever and he, he doesn't when he's like looking at her but i don't know yeah. like you already know when you go in and yeah i know no, no, you don't have yeah right 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 like right. for him to he- decide when he's when he's hearing a strange for some for whatever reason i think it's just bungled that he absolutely knows who she is that you realize that she is alive and like seemingly well it, it just the way it's put together structurally doesn't work for me right right right. and, and on paper it seems to work but like yeah it's, it's bungled like it can either work where he discovers that where he kills her and he discovers later or that he suddenly is like yo bitch and kills it. like that can work too or that he or that he like makes this like very complicated deal with the devil inside his soul it's just hard to convey that and it doesn't really can you, you know right where he'd be like I am willing to trade this woman for a successful story. I, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Even if he did some expositions, exposition sallying at that moment and was like, "Yeah, actually, like, actually I yeah, love we, you, I, Vicky, but I, but I love me more. But I, I love, love the goddamn news so much. I more. love murder reporting more. <laughs> like it would be yeah. schlocky, but it stands from the crypt. Come well, on. and also we we've also already established that he has that we have this sort of narrator part of it, so he can just say what he thinks and what he feels. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, and I, I, yeah. I just, I hated his narrations because they were like. It's also, uh, th- th- I think they were trying to go for sort of like, um, like a, um, a, a psycho sort of thing where it's like, I won't even hurt a fly. Like you know, you kind of get like this, like mm. a man who's so deranged that he doesn't even understand how others are perceiving his crimes or him mm-hmm. in the world. Sure. But, like, it also doesn't really work because that's not, like, Death of a Salesman is not about that, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, and in fact, <laughs> recognizing the humanity in those people, in, in these in these small, prideful men, is, like, why, it's why you're not just, like, well, why did I why did I watch an unimportant man commit suicide for no reason? <laughs> right. You, like, they are the void. Let us stare yeah. into them. Yeah. No, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> why did I just... Small prideful man commits suicide. <laughs> no, you know, no, I, like, uh, Tennessee. Did you did you not in your studies or whatever ever encounter encounter again in school or just talking about whatever death says when they'll be like, actually, you know, this completely subverts uh, Aristotle's definition of tragedy because um It doesn't matter that Willie Loman dies. Right, because Willie isn't important to himself, to his children, to to his wife. It's I like that you're doing an Obama memory. voice. Yeah. Oh, President <laughs> Obama is telling if you me. Like, if you like Willie, well, me and, me, me and the O man, me and, me and Barack were, uh, no, um, no, but. Michelle and I saw quite a performance of Death of a Salesman at, uh, I mean, it was Sasha's nothing on Hamilton. But yeah, yeah. No, but no, but but the thing is that like it's supposed to subvert it because he is completely unimportant, and you're like, yes, but you know who he is important to? The audience, and that's that's actually like actually that's the thing. Yeah, you he's have, unimportant the same way that every person sitting in the audience is unimportant, and that's why we care. Yeah, right. When he when when his wife offers him that cheese, no, but no, Will but you, but, you, you know, seriousness. No. I you know you know the whole what is it like a great man is laid low by the fatal flaws or something, something you know blah 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 whatever whatever the de- Aristotelian definition is. But you know, right? Like that, it's you need that you need that empathy, and that's why, and that's why all the better stuff we've been talking about this whole time works because you're like, oh man, uh, is Adam Sandler gonna get it in the neck? You know what's gonna happen, and you're, you 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 buy into the character, and for Charlie, you buy in a little bit. 
It's just that then he becomes like 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 a, like a character from a from a dare I say a horror movie, and then you're just kind of like, oh okay. Sucks, sucks to sucks to murder your girlfriend, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like bad things happen to a bunch of people we didn't care about. Oh no. <laughs> they could have even this is hacky. I don't think that. Uh, uh, I don't think they would have. Uh, I don't think Walter Hill would stoop to do this. But you almost, you almost want him to be like. And then I made a choice. And then like do the thing where like looks at him and be like. And who among you wouldn't also have made that same choice? Really makes you think. Or, or maybe this is a little bit too close to uh, Three's a Crowd. But you could have had a thing where he like chokes out Vicky and is then like ta- like giving his like unhinged like over the top purple prose. Um, you know, description of the murder, and then suddenly you hear a little voice peep up behind him, Mommy? And he, like, Uh realizes that he's killed a person who's a mother? Like, give me some stakes here, dude. (laughs) She and Stavi have a baby. (laughs) Yeah, there's a baby. A baby starts to wail, like, or something. I don't know. Even that would have been, like, just make make it really soapy and goofy if you have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and also don't don't bury don't bury the getting caught by the cop. I mean, like I understand it doesn't have to get caught on stage on scene or on on, on stage or whatever in this no, on stage. in this high school production of Death of a Salesman. The <laughs> least the least helpful thing to perform as a high schooler. <laughs> oh man, man, there's like nothing. There are there are just a few plays that like tickle me to no end to imagine a high school production of, and Death of a Salesman is definitely one of them. <laughs> It's, you're so right. It's just such an inappropriate story to be interpreted by children. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, well, he's a yeah, junior. So, you know, he must you're understand. 16 years old and your life just didn't turn out the way you thought it would. <laughs> yeah. he's a, I, mean, I mean, you know, he he's a junior, but he had to repeat spring semester twice. So it's yeah. not, he knows. He's seen some things. Yeah, yeah he's, he's the weight of the world is hard on his shoulders. I think he has the pathos of Willie Loman. <laughs> It's like that in hair. You never want to see a high school production of hair. <laughs> That's like a situation where you're in the you're like in the you're like, I'm progressive. I can see a high school production of hair. And then the dad sitting next to you is like, let's just look at each other's daughters. And you're like, no. <laughs> I think the <laughs> yeah, you know how there's like um there are sort of like edited uh for musicals are they still called libretto they're like the edited versions of uh, like for high school productions like apparently i think there's famous um i don't know if there is i don't know if this is real or not but i heard there's one of rent which seems hilarious what is that about (laughs) i don't know (laughs) what is that about it actually is just labo m they're just all dying of tuberculosis (laughs) they're all like Um, well now it could be about rona yeah (laughs) labo m boo Boo, 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 boo. It's all done via Zoom camera. It's like the Parks and Rec special. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, to be fair, like eviction now, very serious. I finally understand. If they did a if they did a, a Rona remake of Rent, I would be on board. I'd be like, yeah, let's rent strike. You guys all got <laughs> fired from your jobs. Absolutely, you should not pay the rent. Yeah. Tell Benny where to stick his rent check. Yeah, just just cough in Benny's open mouth. <laughs> Yeah, unless he's Tay Diggs. I mean, come on, have some respect. Perfectly symmetrical face. No, but but yes, um, I did not enjoy this episode. I kind of enjoyed talking to you about this. Yeah, episode. it was kind of it was pretty fun to talk about it. Once you can again. tell, it gets loose and riffy when we're like, yeah, there's not much to say. It's bad. I don't say. Yeah, not much to say. 
Um, I, this is sort of like if it's very, very bad, it's like this. And if it's very, very good, it's also like this. Sometimes we're always like, it's excellent. You should go watch it. Um, I'm going to rent it. I'll rate it right off the top. Me first. Mm-hmm. So this has done something that I don't think any Tales from the Crypt episode has done so far, which is it bored me. I don't think mm-hmm. I've been bored yet. I've been horrified. I have been confused. I have been uh, found things disgusting. I yeah, have never underwhelmed. Been yeah. Underwhelmed. I have never been fully bored. So mm-hmm. I think that that's the worst thing the Tales from the Crypt can do. So I'm going to give this confidently zero out of five bowls of greasy spoon chili. Oh, well, I, I don't disagree with anything you said. I do get, I want to be like, well, I mean, the performances are okay. I don't know. It, it feels, it feels weird to be like, there are episodes that, to rate this lower than episodes where I'm like, it's morally wrong. It's bad. Nobody should watch it. Yeah. So I, yeah. I, I don't, yeah, this one is, this one is very skippable. It's, it's too bad because there are good people attached to it who seem like the, Seem like there is the beginnings of a nut of something good here, but it's all wrecked. So I give this guy one empty shot glass. Okay, nice. All right, join us next time as we head, finally we head out of the city for a sudsy little story about the soapy life of a desperate housewife in Spoiled. Thank you for listening to Crypt Creepers. Please check us out on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, the platform of your choice. Subscribe, rate, review, do the thing. Be sure to visit outrageousmechanisms.com slash crypt dash creepers to see our show notes and find other excellent podcasts. Till next time, kitties. Charlie had some problems. Some would say his life was on the rocks. Charlie gave it a shot, but quitting wasn't in his vocabulary. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs>